Hello everyone, my name is Joshua Gilliland and with Jessica Meterson, we form the Legal Geeks. And tonight, you're entering the danger zone, America, because Jessica is ready to talk about Sterling Archer. Jessica, what are you wearing? <laughs> Cheers, Josh. And in a tribute to my wannabe mentor and guru, maybe if I have really poor decision-making skills, I am wearing a black turtleneck and my badass spy gear because, of course, as Sterling Archer himself said, look, I'm not saying I invented the turtleneck, but I was the first person to realize its potential as a tactical garment. The tactical turtleneck. The tactile neck. <laughs> Rock, and this is the first uh, recording that we've done where we both have martini glasses in hand ready to go with, with actual alcohol. So that is... Ooh, what are you drinking, Josh? Well, it's, uh, this, this is uh, vodka. Um, <laughs> so, I, mean, I actually can't do martinis or like true martinis. So this is a cosmopolitan, which is very sex in the city. I mean, I know I'm like a decade too late, but I like them. It's, it's women order Cosmos still, so... <laughs> <laughs> I can get fancy martinis at the bars, you know, when they do cucumber and elderflower and all that, but I can't do it on my own. I, you know, I'm good at making chocolate martinis. And we can Ooh, ladies, hear that. That's a definite skill and attribute to look for. So, with that, <laughs> this brings us to tonight's topic of hostile work. <laughs> Which I just created for Josh. <laughs> and then the bad lady. <laughs> So, Jessica, since we're both lawyers and we both signed waivers, uh, what, what creates a hostile work environment? Besides me, which is now going to come back to be used against me as evidence in some uh, case someday. You're wearing the tactical turtleneck, sweetheart. So, uh, so a ta uh, no, I was going to say, so a tactical turtleneck, I've had too much of my martini. So... Uh, <laughs> A hostile work environment is when there's either one severe incident, but usually it's a series of its incidents where it shows a continuous and concerted effort uh, by somebody that's enough to actually alter your work conditions. And it usually ties into either an inability to stay in a job or actually like um, some uh, lack of promotion that you would otherwise deserve. But it has to be a huge change in the work environment. And the courts usually look at it to see two things. One, objectively, is it a hostile work environment? So would somebody, a juror or a judge sitting as a fact finder, find that this work environment is objectively hostile? And two, the plaintiff in a lawsuit, the recipient of the, um, the harassment, did they subjectively find it hostile? So they look at both of those. And, of course, you also have to be a member or you have to be persecuted as it relates to your membership in a protected class. Like under federal law, that have to be, you know, sex or um, race or religion. States can have different laws about what is considered a protected class for um, purposes of the various states, too. So there can be some, you know, more broad categories depending on what state you're in. But otherwise, that's what they look at. So in other words, you know, are you being, is the work environment um, hostile because of your, the, you know, you being a woman or a minority at the office? So not that this ties in at all to Archer, of course, because they have such a wonderful work environment. Yeah, and, you know, if people actually understood the full spectrum of how you treat me and my bow ties, <laughs> they would know the truth. They He's lying, geek fans. <laughs> I'm the one now being maligned. 
So, Jessica, does Iris have a hostile work environment? And, oh. and that's a long list. So. <laughs> it's kind of like HR people must watch that show and they could just pull clips as here's what you don't do in the office kind of thing. Like it's just a big series of don'ts. Yeah, obviously, I mean, they're just horrible in Iris um, in every way, shape, and form. You know, I think with the one where they actually like doped up Cyril with heroin because they were trying to get her his sperm to prove that um, Archer wasn't the father of the prostitute's baby that was an example where i'm like wow that's really bad but of course in that case unless you want to argue that needing his sperm somehow tied into his sex and therefore is maybe a protected class you know cyril as a white man may actually have less claims um for a hostile work environment than some of the other members cheryl of course is treated horribly and i think a lot of that does tie into her being a woman pam is constantly maligned um both in her roles as maybe, you know, as a woman and other things. So um, so there's definitely hostile work environments. Different people are picked on for different reasons. Whether all the categories would fall under protected classes is a question. Yeah, but Cheryl creates hostile work environments by wanting to be choked and everything else that she does in getting attention. Um, and, and Pam dishes it out as much as she uh, as a recipient of it from Mallory Archer. So there's, I, I mean, it is a train wreck of who does what. I mean, it's basically, I don't know if there's one wrong more than the other than perhaps Cheryl selling out Pam to the uh, kidnappers and Mallory refusing to negotiate and, and, you know, that sort of thing. So there's, well, that's true. Of course, I would argue Cheryl, at least when the show just started, and this is fresh in my mind because for some unknown reason, I'm a late discoverer of the brilliance of Archer. I delayed for many years, and I'm like, why? Why did I wait? Because it's freaking awesome. Um, but Cheryl actually starts off basically as a spurned lover of Sterling Archer, and then they develop her into, yes, it's more, you know, she's blackmailing Cyril and all kinds of things and doing a lot of horrific stuff herself. Um, and that's obviously part of it, too, with the hostile work environment is the employer can say, hey, look, you know, we provided these, we did things to try and create a non-hostile work environment and the employees didn't take advantage of it. Um, I don't think in this case, even as awful as some of the employees may be, I think, uh, I think Mallory may still be in trouble because she certainly is not helping foster a healthy work environment. At, and her son, of course, is uh, one of the prime abusers. So, yeah. Uh, just, just think of the ocelot and the liability for the wild animal. I mean, Babu is just this scratching, <laughs> spitting, peeing monster of a, of a ocelot that, that's just bad any way you cut it. But, you know, as attorneys, we frequently endure hardship from, from the horrors of document review to the stress of having to deal with people in depositions. <laughs> so would you be willing to work at ISIS? I would, but only if I were Lana. All the other positions, even Sterling, I mean, because the whole mother issue's there, that's way too hard. Everyone else gets treated horribly, but Lana's freaking awesome, and she's got, you know, even with Sterling, the annoying ex-boyfriend being there, she's got a pretty sweet setup. So if I could be as badass as her, I would take that job, but that would be the only job I would take there. How about you? Well, you do have her big, strong hands. So I do see... <laughs> I mean, like that's, that's the totally, only similarity I have, unfortunately. <laughs> that totally makes sense. That you know, strong hands. Totally, totally down with that. So, um, you know, Krieger doing experiments, kind of bad. Uh, Mallory banging the head of the KGB. Uh, but at the same, I love that. 
That's true. It'd be kind of fun to be her too. Maybe I would take her job. Yeah, it's um, good times. Good times. Um, well, how about you? Would you take? Would you want to be Dr. Krieger? No, Woodhouse? no. I, I don't need a holographic Japanese girlfriend. And, <laughs> uh, or art, and I have no desire to kill hobos for fun. Nor do I. You know, will I say? You know, that'll do, Piggly. That'll do, uh, or Goatly. Uh, but all those things aside, uh, you know, uh, I definitely, you know, I could do Archer. I totally could. So I could be that misogynistic if I really try. <laughs> oh, I don't believe it. <laughs> what, the, the Boy Scout quality of me just seems to torpedo that? <laughs> oh, God, you don't want those mommy issues he has, but he really is too awesome. Every single time somebody t- starts talking about his mother, <laughs> the lines, and I can't even quote most of them here, but they are fabulous. I only left him at the police station for Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so good. So, who's your favorite character? I actually say the one that I enjoy the most. I mean, Sterling is obviously awesome. Jessica Walters, the mom. I mean, I love her on Arrested Development. She's even better as Mallory. They're all fantastic. But for some reason, I love Pam. I love that she puts it all out there, and she's kind of like, look, this is who I am, warts and all, and I'm not afraid to lay it all out there. I really, for some reason, I just love her. How about you? You know, it's a tough one. I Maybe it's, you know, having grown up in the 80s, but I do have a strong affinity for Sterling and, and those snappy one-liners. And it's like, all right, this is the 1930s. We want your crap crappy airplane back watch out for that hitler he's a bad egg i mean <laughs> I, I i cannot help but love that and uh yes even though i'm i'm by far the conservative boring one uh who would not be hanging out in the south pacific seducing uh recent newlyweds that sort of thing that is not my style but no I, no not not my bag i'm the i'm the safe one but with that being said <laughs> What's your favorite quote? Because I, I just rattled off a bunch. You did. And of course, I love many, um, some of which are not appropriate for here. One that verges on the edge, but it's my favorite one, is when he and Lana are shooting up. I forget who they were shooting up, but she's in her typical skimpy shooting up outfit and says something to him about, you know, paying attention to her, respecting her. And he goes, oh, yeah. Like you walked into the stripper discount warehouse and said, I want to show off my intellect. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's so awesome. So that's my favorite that I can repeat here. How about you? That I can repeat here. Speaking <laughs> of excellence, did you hear where he met a tiger? But he was murdered. <laughs> and of course, my but the true favorite that you can actually repeat places is you don't. Yeah, that's true. Except people don't get it, but yes, that is an awesome line. And so that's the problem too. So many of his lines, they kind of they're in response to something too. And so, uh, if you don't know Archer, you don't get the brilliance of it. I, I looked on Redbubble. There are T-shirts with that, and ones for the Danger Zone. So I will be ordering some after the next paycheck because All right. they're just too good not to have. I think I may need to get an Archer t-shirt too, actually, because it is. He's awesome. His mom is awesome. They're all fantastic. And it is the greatest show. And uh, I have to, I'm still a little bit behind. I'm still catching up, but I can't wait to watch the new season. 
Oh, um, <laughs> then I will not ruin it for you because it's there's some huge surprises. Oh no! Yes, spoiler alert! Don't say anything to me. Yeah, yeah. It's, they die at the end. Yeah, I won't do that. <laughs> Mallory isn't his mother. What? Yeah, <laughs> not that. But there'll be uh, some of the pictures that they have. It's you know, there's the Miami Vice look. I mean, it, it's fun. It is super fun looking and. Uh, watch watch episode one when you get a chance it was it was fun all right i can't wait i'm a little bit behind i'm almost there thanks to netflix so i'll be caught up very soon rock on so with that america stay geeky and uh don't don't drink (laughs) (laughs) or drink a little cheers (laughs) stay geeky america stay geeky